are continuing in our collection of talks, which is, what do you mean? Thank you, Justin Bieber, for our intro. Brilliant job. Can we give a shout out to JB all the way from Spotify land? What do you mean? And so, uh, can anyone remember what we've looked at so far with what do you mean? Pastor Claire? Salvation. We've looked at salvation. So we, we looked at a dictionary and we thought, well, a dictionary tells us what words mean, yes? And so in church life, we can come to you to be like, they keep mentioning these words, what do they mean? And so we want to help us as a young people, not just hear the words and go, oh, I hear that at church. We go, I understand that. So we looked at salvation. So if you're wanting to understand what salvation is, check out the One Youth podcast. What do you mean salvation? But today we're looking at what do you mean and we're looking at Holy Spirit. Why don't you poke the person beside you and tell them, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. What do you mean, Holy Spirit? So, the logical question would be is, and well, what is Holy Spirit? What is this Holy Spirit? I read my Bible. Who reads their Bible? And we see this Holy Spirit. What's this Holy Spirit? I want to propose a better question. It's not, what is Holy Spirit? The better question is, who is Holy Spirit. Because you've got to understand this. If you if you don't remember anything else, remember this. The Holy Spirit isn't an it. Holy Spirit isn't an it. Holy Spirit isn't like the force in Star Wars. The Holy Spirit is a person. Holy Spirit is a, a person. And so we as Christians believe in a Trinity God. And so that, another word for that is the Godhead. So Trinity Godhead, which is, if you know it with me, the God the Father, God the Son, and God, Holy Spirit. So that's what we believe our God is. is he's, a, he's three beings, but one being. And so as humans, it's a little bit hard for us to grasp, but that's who the Christian God is. He's a, a triune God. He's God the Father, God the Son, who's Jesus, and then God the Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit is the third person of the triune Godhead. Doesn't mean he's anything less than the others. He's just That's just the way we put him in place. So that is who Holy Spirit is. It's not a... It's not this weird vibe. He's a person who wants to be a part of our lives. And so, who's got Instagram or social media, Facebook? Who sees the One Youth post? If you don't, follow One Youth SA and you can see up to date. But you'll regularly see that we have different types of youth nights. And so, what is tonight? A power night. Now, we can look at the, the, the Instagram and go, oh, power night's coming up this week. Oh, we haven't. We're going to have some songs and some preaching. And, and that's a logical thing we can think of. But I want us to unpack that. There's more to our power nights than just simply having a night where we come and sing some songs and hear someone do a Bible study. Because we want to study the Bible. That's great. It's great for us to get this book and understand it. But there's more to our Christian experience than studying the Bible and singing some songs. And, that's, and this is what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this is why we name these nights power nights. It says on the Sky Bible... Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you, can everyone say me? Me. So that's you. You. Me, you. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. 
in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, into the ends of the earth. And so for our context, God wants to put power on you that you can be a witness in Port Lincoln, in the Port Lincoln High School, in St. Joe's, in Navigator College, in Tumpy Bay, the Lower Air Peninsula, and the rest of Australia. And so that's what we believe. So why don't we pray, and then we'll uh, let Holy Spirit uh, reveal himself to us in a powerful way tonight. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're right here in the room with us. And we want to realign our thinking that you aren't an it, you're not some force, but you are a person that who wants to know us, that you want to do life with us, that you're a person that we can know intimately like a best friend, that you can guide us, you can lead us, and you can help us. And so right now, we just thank you that you're going to help us just put away any distraction, fly, our, our phone's flight mode will be turned on, that we can tune into you, that we can leave this place with an encounter from heaven and the power that you can give us. And everyone with faith said, Amen. Oh, we agree. So I'm going to read that again. Acts 1 8. But you, that's me, the church, that's us. No. But you, me, will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And we got to cover revelation that, you know what, when I come to youth this week, when I come to church, into, when I go to Youth Alive Conference, you name that worship experience. When, when you play that worship album on your way to school, when you play that worship album in your bedroom, that you can receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the choice is, will I be the vessel, will I be the object in life where Holy Spirit can come and empower me, or will I just let it for someone else? Let's have a hunger and a desire. Say, God, you put it, you said it, you believe it, that I can be the person that has power that I receive from the Holy Spirit coming upon you. And so we're not here to play Christian karaoke. And so I want to break, I want to put brakes on. We're not here to play Christian karaoke. Now, we want to give glory to God. We want to give, I love that song, A Thousand Hallelujahs. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We, We couldn't even if we wanted to count to that many hallelujahs and God's worth that and more so we sing these songs which is brilliant but there's it's more to our experience than worshiping God um, we're not here to simply study the Bible we're here to meet with Holy Spirit and so we want to have that agenda that Holy Spirit I am here to meet with you tonight and so uh, so we have these power nights because we are wanting to create an atmosphere and an environment like the first church. And we're going to read in, the, in a moment what happened in the first church, that they created a place, an environment, and a situation where they could be filled with the Holy Spirit, where they could have an encounter with Holy Spirit, that they received power to be a witness in their generation. And I believe there's witnesses in this room right now that can impact the generation in ways that other people would dream to do it, but God's calling you out. Bell, God's calling you out to be a witness. Elijah, God's calling you out. You've got to believe it. All of you here, God's calling us out to make a difference. And so today is what they call Pentecost Sunday. We could almost do another sermon. What do you mean, Pentecost? But uh, I'm going to try and briefly unpack it. So today we celebrate the church's birthday. So we should get out the party things and happy birthday, church. So for history, right, we all remember Easter. Who, who got some chocolate on Easter? Fantastic. Yep, so at Easter, we celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus, and then it's all an awesome. That's on Friday we come to church, we, we, because it's, and then there's a lot of things that we've got to unpack here. With the Jewish religion, there was this thing called Passover, which is a really cool situation, right? So the people of Israel are slaves, 
And then God does his final miracle on their behalf. But what he says is, I'm going to kill the firstborn child of everybody. But if you kill a sheep and then you put its blood on your house, well, not, not painting the house, just on the door frames and the windows, you put blood on those areas and this death angel is going to pass over your house and everyone will be alive. But the, those that don't do it, those people will die. And so then um, year after year after year from this Passover, when all the, the Israelites left Egypt, uh, they would do, the Jews would do this, this religious remembrance of going, this was a time where uh, God's killer angel passed over our people and protected us. And then it so happened the way that God made it work that Jesus ended up being the ultimate Passover lamb that then because of his sacrifice for us, the death angel passes over us that we then have eternal life. So it's all. So that's what we celebrate at Easter, right? Is this fact that Jesus was our Passover lamb. But then on Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, we find that the tomb is empty. Jesus ain't in there. He's, he's risen, which is awesome. That's why we, as Christians, we believe in Jesus. Because he is the person that didn't just stay dead. He rose again. And, I, and that's what we, we believe in. That's why Jesus is God, because he didn't just stay dead, he rose. So that's what we believe at Easter. So then the early church, the very first church, their, their teacher, Jesus, has died and risen again. And he sporadically, came, he, he disappears, then he comes back and hangs out with the, the Christians, disappears, comes back again. And he says this to these early, the, our, like the very first believers in Jesus. In Acts 1, 4-5, on the Sky Bible, it will say it. Once, so Jesus, this is what Jesus says, once he was eating with them, the, the first Christians, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father, God in heaven, sends you the gift he promised. That's, that's called that, the gift he promised. As I told you before, John, this is John the Baptist, baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Interesting there. So Jesus risen from the Gen risen from the dead and then he's he's eaten food with his his disciples and the other believers and says wait here in this city until you receive the gift from heaven and so they're like all right then we'll just we'll just be chilling and then so 50 days later on the day of pentecost the gift is received so that's where we get now just to pause there baptism this is an interesting word that we're going to understand who's been baptized here if you haven't, you should get baptized. But Pastor Claire's going to be talking about that in a few weeks. Spoiler alert. But baptism, right, means full immersion. Full immersion. So that means fully wet. In other words, you've been soaked. So if you, from the hair on your head to the hairs on your toes, you are fully wet. That's what baptized means. So baptism isn't just a Christian thing that we do on a on a, on a, at a church where you say, oh, I want to commit my life to following Christ. That is what baptism is. But to the truest definition of baptism means it's fully fully soaked, fully wet. So, we've got to, so Jesus is saying, John baptized you with water. You got fully wet with water. But there's going to be a full soaking of the Holy Spirit. There's going to be a full soaking um, of the fire of God in your life, which is we've got to get a picture of that. Fully, fully drenched, fully wet, cover. No, no room to move. You're absolutely obliterated in the substance. So now we're going to go to Acts chapter 2, and we're just going to read some of this as it goes along. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. So on the day of Pentecost, so 50 days since the resurrection of Jesus, since Passover, 
all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. Can anyone try and make a sound of a windstorm in this place? Whoosh. Whoosh. Thank you, Shell. So there was a sound of a mighty windstorm. Whoosh. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Now, that's an interesting thing there. It filled the house. What's that? Full immersion. There was a baptism. There wasn't this little corner here empty. It wasn't that little space over there empty. The building was filled, right? The building was baptized by the wind. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. I want to pause on that word there, languages. And some translations, it talks about tongues. So everyone was, uh, began speaking in other languages or other tongues as Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Very interesting there. So we see this breath, this wind fill the room. It baptized the room in a sense because it was fully fully immersive, that everyone in the building was, was uh, included in it. And so we, I want to make this distinction. There was no uh, disqualification. There was no separation. There was no exclusion. Everyone in the building received the same thing. So they're looking at Everard and going, there's fire on his head. And then Everard's looking at Ashlyn and going, there's fire on their head. Then Ashlyn is looking at uh, Erica, there's fire on the head. There was no disqualification. There was no exclusion. There was no separation. Everyone was in the immersive building with a fire of God where they got filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so you've got you to gotta come out of a grim of a lie that might say, oh, it's all okay for my leader, Chloe, or my leader, Pastor Claire. But what not me, no, the gift is for you. The gift was for all of them, and that same gift is for all of us. Then we'll continue reading. Verse 5. At that time, they were, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Next one for us, clear. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk. That's all. Then verse 14, then Peter stepped forward with 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. Next one, Kalia. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I'll pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, 
and they will prophesy. If you can just go back to the last uh, slide for us, Kalia, that would be brilliant. But what, what's really interesting here in verse um, 14, so no, not verse 14, uh, verse verse 12, they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. And I love um, the verse, then verse 11, all we, um, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. Now, who, who watched the Olympics? Who watches the Olympics? No one watches the Olympics? In the Olympics, they have this thing called the Athletes' Village. Okay, has, has everyone heard of that statement, the Athletes' Village, right? So what happens is you have you got people from Australia, people from Germany, people from Italy, any other countries? Can people think of other countries? Jamaica, people from India, or Japan, China. You have all the countries gathering in a place to compete in the Olympics, and they go to this thing called the Athletes' Village, right? So uh, in Jerusalem, you've got all these people there at the moment that speak different languages. And then out of nowhere, they start hearing people speaking in their language. It's like, how do they learn that? So it'd be like if you, we were to go to the Olympics because we were in the uh, nine square in the air uh, Australia team to compete for, for, for Australia for the win, right? We're, 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 in the, we're there competing for Australia. And then we start hearing these randoms talking in Australian, yo, mate. Have you heard about God? Yo, mate, have you heard about what Jesus is, right? So we see the, we hear these people speaking about, and then we're talking to our Chinese friend, and they're like, no, they're not speaking Australian. They're speaking Chinese. And then our Japanese mate that we've met at the Olympics in the athletes' village is like, they're not speaking Australian and Chinese. They're speaking Japanese. And then that is a situation that these Jews in Jerusalem were like, what is going on here? You're here in Australian, you're here in that language, but they're all hearing the goodness of God in their own language. It's a crazy supernatural thing, and that's where the church started. But that's where the church started, but that power that helped those randoms in Jerusalem witness to the people in their, in their surrounding can come upon us that we can do the same thing. And I still believe that that power hasn't run dry, but we can access it. We can have the full soaking, the full immersion, the full uh, the fullness of the Spirit of God in our life. And what's really what we really got to take note of, right? The supernatural wasn't for the building. We saw the wind blow in that building, and it says the building was filled with the whoosh, as as shell. Sorry, the building was filled, but the filling of the whoosh wasn't for the building. We've got to understand that it wasn't for the building. The gift wasn't for the gathering. The believers gathered in one place. The gift wasn't for that. Now, you know what? I want us to have incredible encounters of God at youth. I want that to be a place. I want to have a place where we be in worship and God gives you dreams. I want us to be in worship and God speaks to you and says, you know what? You know what? You've got to do this. You, God's calling you to do that. I want you to be in a place where you're weeping or you're laughing. Scriptures are coming to your mind. Because we want to have an access with the Holy with Holy Spirit, but the the reason that power was poured out wasn't for the building; it was for the releasing. the The reason why they that that infilling came upon them was for what happened when they left that building, when they left that area that they were in. 
And so we've got to understand, Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to be filled with you. But it's not so I can have a great time of, they call it the shake, rattle, and roll. You have this supernatural encounter, and then that's, oh, but then you leave here the same. No, we're meant to come in, get filled up, that we leave this place, that we leave an encounter with the Holy Spirit, ready with the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference, to do something in our generation. The power is for the leaving. The power is for the uh, us in our community, for our generation. And I want to I want to finish on this point if, if Pastor Kimberly wants to um, get ready. But verse 13 says, But the others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk. That's all. And I, I believe in the gift of tongues. And so you might hear me in church. You might hear me at youth. I'll often sing in my heavenly language, my, my prayer language. And so it's something... It changes. It's not the one tongue. You can have different tongues, but it's something like, and so I will use that heavenly language where I'm speaking to God um, and, and, and letting him speak to me. And so I can have the, and people can say, what on earth is Pastor Josh talking about? What is those sounds Josh is making? But I'm speaking my Holy Spirit language. And others could say, man, what, are they just drunk? But here's the thing that I want us to uh, leave this place to do. Do we ridicule or do we receive? Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. As a young person, as a person at One Youth, will will we ridicule the gift of the Spirit or will we receive the gift of the Spirit? And that it's so easy to be part of the crowd and go, "What, what on earth are they doing? Why are they so crazy? Why are they so radical? Why are they so hungry for God to move? Why are you always praying? Why are you always seeking God for, for Him to do something? Why are you always inviting people to church? Why do you love We can ridicule or we can receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And could I challenge you tonight to be the person that you I'm not going to ridicule the move of God. I want to be the move of God. I'm not going to ridicule someone for getting hungry. I'm not going to ridicule someone for being filled. I want to get filled. And could I challenge you that if you see someone else getting a little bit crazy, why don't you decide, I'm going to drink the water they're drinking. I'm going to get filled with what they're filled with. If, if they can receive it, so much more do I want to receive it. And so we're going to sing tonight, and I'm going to believe that we could, if you have not yet received the gift of tongues, tonight you could receive that gift. If you've not yet had an encounter with Holy Spirit, that you could have a, a real encounter with Holy Spirit. So why don't across this place, why don't we just stand up? And I'm gonna, and we're gonna, I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna sing, and then we're gonna. I want us to pray for each other. And as it said um, in uh, the next, the next verses, if you could quickly uh, swap it for us, clear. It says this: In the last days, God says, "I'll pour out my spirit upon all people, your sons and daughters." So it doesn't matter if you're male or female. But verse 18: Men and women alike, they will prophesy, they will see dreams, and they will see visions. And I'm believing tonight that there can be something of the supernatural happen for you in this building tonight where you could get a vision for your future. You could get a vision for your class. You could get a vision for your family member, for a parent, that we could see something of the supernatural power of God awaken on the inside of you that says, God, use me. Use me in my generation. Use me. If if there's the prayer language of tongues, I can receive it in the same way that we can receive Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Is the same way that you can receive the heavenly language. You go, God, I have faith. I want to receive the gift. And so I'm going to pray right now. And I'm just going to believe that we can see something 
Uh, so can we position yourself right now, all standing? Why don't you raise your hands to heaven and say, God, right now, include me in this prayer. God, right now, I want to I wanna have the soaking. I want to have the super soaking of, of the Spirit of God in my life. I want to have the infilling of God in my situation. So God, right now, I just pray for those two words that we've just spoken about, ridicule or receive. And God, right now, we do not want to be the young person. We do not want to be the generation that ridicules the move of God. But God, we want to be the people that receive your spirit and be part of the move of God. So God, right now, for every time that we've had an idea, every time we've let the thought, every time we've had the imagination to ridicule and go, I'm not going to be crazy like that. I'm not going to be all out in my faith like that. God, we want to bury those thoughts right now. But God, we want to uh, dig up the well, dig up a hunger on the inside of us for your spirit. Just like those disciples waited 50 days from your resurrection till the receiving of your power. God, I pray that we would have the, the, the capacity to be patient and wait for you to move on our lives. We, we wouldn't uh, go about going, well, we're going to go in our own way. We're going to do our own plan, but we would hear your voice and would be obedient enough to go, God, we're going to wait until we receive the gift that you promise because you give good gifts and we want in on that.